What is this? A special episode of Law and Order S Review? Yes, yes it is. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Law and Order S Review here on Fanversation, the SVU After Show podcast. I'm so excited. I'm Yel Teagle. I'm joined by Taylor Gates over Hello. here. Hello. Hello. On the Tuesday afternoon. Yes. Very, very special episode. Uh, if you missed it this last week, we discussed one of my favorite episodes from season five, episode 17, Mean. Um, and today we have a very special guest joining us. We have the one, the only Lindsay Hollister, who played Agnes. Lindsay. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to our show. Thank you. Honestly, I'm really excited to do this. Um, how often, I'm going to start with a very simple one. How often do you get recognized for this episode specifically? That's a really good question. Um, I would say of my entire career, this is, besides Get Smart, which is a movie that I did, it's definitely Law & Order because the it just lives on in reruns. Um, which is great for an actor. It's like a dream because I mean, actors doing work now, like television now, they don't like, we don't do reruns now. So mm. to get on a show like this, that's so heavily like re-aired and, and I think like creates more fans that are like finding it and discovering it later on. Like that's, that could tells you something about the show for sure. You know? So the, so yeah, definitely this um, would be second to like get smart. Yeah. That's so funny. I, so I was saying on our show on Sunday, how much I loved you on Boston public. Um, that was such an amazing, like pivotal moment for me as a viewer. Um, and then to see you also on SVU really like was very exciting. Um, but I realized not a lot of people remember Boston public. Well, funny that you bring that up because guess what? They never released Boston Public like on DVD or you can't get it. And that's, you know, been an issue. Like you, you know, like if I wanted to go back and look at my episodes now, there's just nowhere. And I don't know why um, you just can't get it. So like David E. Kelly just didn't ever release it. So, so yes, that's actually the first show I was ever on that launched my little career. My humble <laughs> You've been working for 20 years. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, you know, we uh, we are conditioned in Hollywood that it's never enough. Mm. You're never you never, should never be happy because you don't have enough. You know, I, I you know, I, I don't know big, big stars, celebrities like Scarlett Johansson. Like, is it enough that she's Black Widow? I don't know. You know, so it's like we're. You're so funny. I was just talking about this. Like you're only as good as your last job and you know, you just, they, I, it's like a way to, I think it's a like herd mentality. It's a way to keep us like all like sheep, like, or way to keep us calm or something. So we don't revolt, but yeah. So I look back, I mean, like it is something that we are sitting here talking about a show that I did almost 20 years ago, like not that long, but, um, and that it still, you know, touches and resonates, you know, with people, especially like an episode like me, it really does. Like it's still really relevant. 
Yeah. Um, We were talking about how uh, this episode kind of starts to bring up the idea of um, systemic fat phobia and that then it chooses not to address it at all, Um, which is weird because like now would be such a good time to have that topic come up and have that conversation. Um, So if, you know, at the end of the episode, Agnes ends up going to jail uh we're 20 uh we're in season 22 now where would she be what would she be doing she's probably out by now right she's out of jail like come on let's go part two they should definitely bring me back i cannot believe like can we pitch this to them (laughs) that's what we're currently doing (laughs) Uh, that's amazing and because yeah you know what's funny is i because i was just talking about nip tuck not to plug another show that I was on but I only did one episode of that as well because I not spoiler alert kill myself my character and so I have I really do in my career have these like amazing shows and I'm like on at once you know like I'm like can I just have been on a little bit of an arc you know like most actors look at series regular roles and they get so excited and if i get an audition that just says like two episodes i'm like yay let's do this two episodes like well svu is is known for repeat offenders so i'm just saying like there's no reason you know whether it's agnes or a different character everyone's a repeat offender eventually so i don't you know i mean but also i it was unusual that they flew me out from los angeles though like i was not a new york actor yeah and i also but i'm sorry if i'm skipping ahead in the interview this was one of only two times in my entire career that i was given a straight offer really yes i did for the show and that's I mean, for any actor, like, that's incredible. Like, because you, oh, wait. I mean, unless you're, like, a, a solidified name, like like Scarlett Johansson. We'll just keep using her as an example. You audition. Like, you you know, you're at least going on tape for the producers. Like, you're, you're not just getting straight out. So the fact that they offered this in a role of this, like, you know, like how substantial it was. Like, it, you know, like it was, yeah. So they, uh, so the fact, yeah, they, they flew, I think they flew the three of us out, myself, Kelly, and I think Adrian, I don't, I'm so bad with names. Ariel. Thank you. I knew it wasn't Adrian. So Ariel, I think they brought us out from LA, but then the youngest one, um, mm-hmm. She was, I think, uh, local. But yeah, you know, you. I don't know if it's like they wanted just that Hollywood look for the girl, you know, like the blondes or something. I don't know. So but I do know it was unusual that we all were coming out from L.A. Like, and not. Mm. Yeah, I definitely thought you were New York based because I know that they prefer to work with locals. Um, can you tell us about how did you get how did this happen? Because <laughs> that is know. odd that you don't audition. It's such like you get a call to like that, like the to you know, like yeah. I mean, you get a call. Like I said, if it was like any show, <laughs> it was like you know, cops. I'm trying to think of like a show. I would be like that you don't have to audition for. So no, I you know I don't know exactly what they saw me on, but they saw me on something. And I think at that point in my career, I had 
knew I had done Boston Public. I had done, I think I had done Nip Talk. Because what you guys would know, what year did this air? 2004. So I did in 2003. Because I remember it was winter. Because there was a huge snowstorm in New York. And I remember landing. And I'm from Ohio. So it's not like I haven't seen snow. I'm not like one of those people that's like, you know. But I remember, well, they I flew first class. You better believe it. Absolutely, yeah. This is back when actors were treated pretty well. Uh, now they're taking it out of like all of the contracts and stuff like that. But um, but first class landed. You know, JFK. They get you know you're in a car or maybe probably LaGuardia, and you're in a town car. And I mean, they put. I can't remember. My mother would remember the name of the hotel because this was the first show or first. Uh, because my mom was in Ohio and she came out for it and I'll tell you in a minute why that was so important actually but we were on Central Park West like the hotel like it was incredible like it was first class accommodations but I remember like getting to the hotel and then like you know it's late you know because you fly from LA and it's late by the time you get there and I was like hungry and they're like, there's a pizza place across the street, you know, because it's New York and everything's closed. And I like, you know, went across and as I was like coming back from my my New York pizza, it was like the snow was starting to fall. And I was like, Where this is like heaven. I'm in heaven. I'm doing this, you know, one of the biggest shows on television right now. But yeah, and then like, it was all yellow piss snow. Terrible. It was gross, and everyone's sloshing around in it, and like all the, you know, yeah, it went from like idyllic to ooh, really, <laughs> yeah. So you know, you're in like a ban- you know, we got bangers. We're on the, we're, you know, we were shooting on location. Um, I know they have studios there, but we were shooting on location the entire time. So you're like trudging up the trailer with like snow encrusted shoes and yeah, like uh, snow is great to look at from inside. <laughs> um, let's talk about the. Yeah, I don't know how they. I don't know how. To answer your question, I don't know what they saw me on, but it was something amazing. It could have been days. I mean, you were on Days of Our Lives before as well. Well, Days of Our Lives stole the plot of Boston Public, so that's how they found me. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I actually went and did Days of Our Lives last year or right before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I went back to reprise my my character. So yeah, it was amazing. But yeah, they they, they might. I I think it was probably Boston Public. Maybe that one. You know, I know a lot of people were watching Boston Public because of David D. Kelly. So it was I mean, also I thought I thought it was a great show. Um, oh, no. I, I love. Really, yeah. People loved it. Oh yeah, you go back and you think we. I was watching it with my roommate before I got the audition. I remember when I got the audition, I was like, "Well, no, I I can't be on a show that big. Like I'm a nobody, you know. I, I wasn't even union when I got that show. Wow, I know they Taft Hartley'd me, which is the you know people who don't know, but yeah, you get automatically into the union. So that was amazing. They need to put it streaming somewhere so I yeah. can watch it. <laughs> oh, it was so, and then I died tragically on that show too. I, it's it's a theme. <laughs> well, and SVU, you didn't die. You went to jail. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Probably. 
I want to go. Yeah, we, we, they, we need to pitch this. I need to go back. Well, I, I think, you know, um, we got to see one of these like amazing scenes where Agnes talks to Benson. Um, what was it like working with Mariska and, and what was the scene like where you're, you know, she's trying to relate to you and your struggles? The classroom scene. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm so, this is so great because I really do have a lot of amazing stories from this. And you don't have it with every TV show you do. You know, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, times you just go, you shoot your stuff, no one talks to you at lunch and you go home. It's like the first day in school, right? For guest starring. But I do have stories. So back to mom, my mom, right? Shout out to Jan. Hi, Jan. <laughs> You're watching this. So my mom decides to come and meet me in New York, you know, because she's, I, I've been on, you know, acting for um, a few years at this point. So yeah, I mean, three years at this point. And, um, you know, she was a teacher in Ohio and stuff like that. So she wasn't like, she could just, every time I booked something, she wasn't going to just, you know, drop her, you know, what her life and fly out. Like she would come visit me, but it never coincided with a, some, you know, a shoot. So mom comes out. I mean, again, I have this beautiful hotel room. I, she would remember the name of it, but like, and I just remember like they had like a welcome snack kit in there. It's just amazing. You know, it's like, it's a pretty special time in your life, you know, shooting television, you know, like, especially back then, you know, when you know, you're just treated really, really well. And, um, and you know you're in this you know you're in New York and you're on location you get per diem that's where they pay so um, so mom anyway so I'd asked if my mom could come to the set and that was the first day of filming I'm pretty sure was that thing you know I you know so I I you know gone in and you know done the wardrobe stuff and everything but that was the first day of filming for, for myself. So mom was there and they were so nice with mom. And I'll tell you again, I said why I was so glad mom was there. I'll tell you in a minute. So, uh, they let her sit. We're in an actual like school. We were like, it was practical. It wasn't a sound. It wasn't a soundstage. And so they put her outside and I think they gave her like little headphones so she could hear the audio but yeah, so Mariska came in and I think like to be respectful of the scene, she wasn't like, you know, blah, 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 chatting and stuff. Um, so I remember sitting down and it's, it was just like, you know, this is like one of those characters where you're just, it's just written. It was just written so well, you know, like it really, like it really was you, there's a lot of stuff that I've auditioned for and obviously like you just never relate to the character, but this character, I mean, not just because I am still, but was, you know, very, very overweight in school and I was bullied beyond belief. So obviously I can relate to that, but actually some of the hardest characters to play are the ones that are most like you. Like it's a lot easier to dive into a character that's nothing like you than to, you know, really have to tap into the pain that defined you <laughs> growing up. So, so I just remember like she was really res 
respectful. I keep using that word because the stars of TV shows are not typically respectful of you. You have to be respectful of them. You know, like they're always getting the first, you know, like, you know, like people know that you turn around on a scene, obviously, like, you know, the camera's going to do like their, you know, they're usually always getting the first take. And I think she said, you know, I let, let it go on her first. Cause that way, like you're, you know, you're fresh in your performance and stuff like that. Um, and that, so that kind of stuff was unusual. And I was just, you know, uh, but she went out in between scene, you know, cause there's, you know, as the camera turns around and stuff like that. And I didn't know this cause I was still inside. Cause I think like a lot of times they'll ask you to stay for your own lighting. Cause like I didn't, you know, we didn't have stand-ins for like that scene kind of thing. And a lot of times in my career, I didn't have stand-ins that were you, cause no one was my size. <laughs> so they would like, you know, be like, okay, well, there's a lot of light bouncing off your surface. So can you stay for just a second? <laughs> so, um, but she went out to my mother. Like she knew my, it was my mom. And of course my mom, you know, my mom was like, you know, and she sat down and she said, your daughter is pure gold. That's what she said to my mother. Oh, and I was like, and I found this out later. I mean, I didn't know at the time mm -hmm. my mother's like, you know, I'm an only child. I'm very special, of course. And, um, and I guess like my mother is just like, you know, thank, you know, thank you so much. You know, she, and she, so just like even that first encounter with like a human being like that is amazing. I mean, especially, you know, her, like, you know, the daughter of this, you know what I'm saying? Like fame does something to people typically and stars don't act like that, you know, kind of thing. So, um, so that was, so we were off to a really, really good start, you know, with the whole thing. Of course, this is before I had to get a picture in my underwear, which we can talk about that in a minute. But, <laughs> but yeah, so that was my first encounter it was just, she was just, she, she, it was so important to her that that scene, we got it, that we got it right. It didn't matter like what she was saying, anything like it was all about me. And that was like a, so generous beyond belief that a star of a show like that is more concerned about, you know, the, the episode and the, you know, like, you know, that, that, is, that I shine, right. That, that, like that shows you her character just in that, you know, that she really wanted to nail this scene because it's where you have to, obviously you have to see this character like a human, like the little, you know, that she's this, you know, like what's happening, you know, her mindset. Like, I mean, if you sit there, I mean, I don't remember obviously all my lines, but to just say like that you're happy that someone's dead, like you have to be in a pretty trusting like situation with the other actor so that as this character, you can make it that you don't sound like a psych because the character needs to go more sympathy. Right. right. Yeah. You don't want to hate this ugly fat girl for saying that this pretty girl is dead. So it was really important to Rishka that we, you know, that it was very, it, it was very, you know, spot on that I was comfortable and felt supported to give that performance. Because again, I had no audition. 
So this is the first time that they're, you know, the producers and the director are hearing me do it. No pressure. Lots of pressure. <laughs> um, well, it is such an amazing scene and it is totally, um, you do feel for this character and you do believe her and you do understand why she is happy that someone is dead. Um, let's talk about the taking the photo on the phone. Yes. So back to not auditioning and I say how great it is because you auditioning sucks. Auditioning is horrible. I I've never, it's never, it's an, first of all, auditioning is not acting. It's a completely different beast. And that's why you, there are actors that are so good at auditioning, but then you, they get on set and they're just, there's something that doesn't work. And that's why I mean, you guys, how many times have you watched something and you're like, how did this person get like, right? Yes. Most of the, yeah, it happens every day. So most of the time it's because of that. And so for me, I, you give me a role and you put me on set and I am a director's actor. I will do it any different way that you want. Like I will dive in. I'm fearless. Like I'm whatever, but I hate auditioning. I just really do and I am lucky that I've even booked work because I will freak out. Like there's just something about the whole thing. It's very unnatural. You know, typically, you know, like you're in this tiny little room and you're only like a few yards away and it's like, and I'll just get in my head and I have, you know, lost roles just because I simply am not the best auditioner out there. So I loved, yeah, I'm like all about straight offers, but then also you don't have time to kind of discuss or work out some things or what. So I did not have the script, obviously. Uh, I said, oh, if, even if I had auditioned, I probably wouldn't have gotten the script. Right. Well, I did not know about this scene where there's this picture on the phone, right? That the my, right, like my brother this kid up for having sent around the picture of me in my underwear, right? Yep. yep. So I think it was like, I like right in the first day as you know, you're doing your wardrobe, you know, or whatever that they're like, Oh, you know, well, we have to, you know, shoot this thing in your underwear. And I was like, what? <laughs> like now I had obviously just done Boston public, which again, I know if you didn't get to watch it back then, but I played a female wrestler who had to wear a singlet, but that which was horrible, by the way. Women will not wrestle because they will not put on a singlet. Like, not flattering. Let's just put it that way. So, the but in Boston Public, there was a shower scene. I remember getting a phone call from the director, like, because that was like the third episode I, I was doing. So, I, I'd already been like on the show. And they were like, the director wants to talk to you. And I was like, mm, why? Okay. You know, it's a different director, you know, usually every show. So whatever, I didn't know who the person was. And they're like, so let's talk about the shower scene. And I remember going, what shower scene, you know, but so thank God for Hollywood. And they come in and spray your whole body with makeup to help out, you know, with shower scenes. But this was, we we're taking a picture of you in your underwear. You know, um, so I guess all I can say now, the joke is, thank God it was a flip phone that I was taken on because, <laughs> you know, but I don't know that at this point. 
But I just, so I do remember there was a call to my agents because, you know, you get into like nudity or anything with your body like that. And that stuff usually has to, you should be talked about before you get right. on. Yeah. So I was a little, like a little surprised, a little surprised that it was just coming up then, you know, like, why are we talking about this now? Um, so I think that it was just like, well, let's make sure. Cause honestly they will, I'm not trying to, you know, like sound in any way, like, you know, we're all victims in Hollywood cause we're not, but they will take, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Like you production is not, they're there to get what the show needs. You know, like if you, if you, if, if like you standing there showing side boob in front of 50 people works for them, they, you know, they're not going to, you know, think of you kind of thing, you know? So you do have to protect yourself. And I've had to, you know, I've had several, you know, times in my career that I've had to, you know, protect myself, especially that kind of thing. So, um, so I think there were like calls made back and forth to like re the reps and, you know, production just to be like, what is this picture? Um, you know, like what, you know, do I have final say on what underwear I'm wearing? You know, like, I think there were like huge granny panties or something. <laughs> So it was much more painful filming it than what it turned out in the show. Because I think it goes by really fast and mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. far away. That. But, uh, but yeah, I think they, like, you know, they agreed to, like, close the set as much as they, you know, could, you know, for this whole thing. So, like, yeah, you don't have a bunch of, like, IATSE team members standing around eating macaroni and cheese <laughs> looking at a fat girl in her underwear, you know? So, but also this is me like back then. And I've, I'm so like, I'm just a different, you know, so you, you, as you do this more and more and more, you just become like less like, you know, less like caring about what you, the older you get, you don't care. I think more. It's like how my mother was always able to wear a bathing suit to the public pool. And I would be like covered up completely in my towel. So I ran to the edge and then I like slip in and like, you know, make sure no one could see me. And the older you get, you're like, I don't care. Right. Body, you know, kind of thing. Like, you know, you don't like cellulite. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> you know, so. The photo but, yeah. itself was taken on a flip phone did somebody have to bring a flip phone to take the photo no they they did it on like their the the camera okay and then they just transferred it to that yeah so so that's the thing i said is more painful you know filming that kind of thing but you know we, we went by pretty quickly but i didn't you know i didn't love it you know it's always like wow it's like sucks that I have. but it could have been far worse definitely could have been worse but again i think like you know uh, if there's any young actors out there that are listening, you know, and this thing happens, you have to, they have to know that you are going to stand up for yourself and you're not going to be, you know, like allow, be allowed to, you know, because of course they all were like, well, it's network television. There's not, you know, and I'm like, you still can do stuff, you know, yeah. you're still, you know, we're still standing, you know, here, <laughs> like, on a set with people that can see, you know, my ass isn't grainy now, pretty clear. <laughs> so that's that story. But uh, I just remember being like, oh man, cause you just, you have to be really careful. You know, you have to be really careful that you aren't uh, seen as a difficult person. Mm. Right. Right, Val Kilmer? 
Yeah, the balance of uh, of being accommodating while standing up for yourself and not being difficult is is such a challenge in this industry. Very fine line. Yeah, especially yeah. as a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I was, say, I was like, that definitely plays a role too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah, like probably made it sound worse than it was. I just remember being like surprised, like blindsided by you know. Yeah. How old were you when this was shot? If you don't mind me asking. You're the best. Look how you bring it right around to remember when I said about my mom. So we, uh, I was 26 years old, right? Playing wow. 16, 17, right? Yeah. I mean, I was a big baby face and yeah, you know, they obviously looked young and, so I, and that wasn't, that's not unusual, you know, for Hollywood, like that you're, you know, everyone's a little older, you know, you're always like usually eight, you know, 18 to play younger. Yeah. But we all, okay. So the second day of filming, we all, it was like the gymnasium, gymnasiums, gym scene, you say gym, Lindsay. <laughs> uh, it's the gym scene. And so we all, all, so all of the girls now, you know, cause we, I wasn't really filming with them obviously, cause we were right. friends, but we all had to be there for the gym scene. So we all get into the van, you know, from the hotel, we were all being picked up and we're all with our like moms, except for uh, Ariel. She did not have her mom. So, uh, and who's the oh, I'm terrible I'm terrible with names. So Kelly Ariel, and then who what was the name of the actress who played the blonde, little blonde? I don't know if the character was Paige. Paige, yeah. <laughs> I don't know the actor name. Well, Paige isn't. So they're in like the back. I remember they're in the, like their back rows behind mm -hmm. this like you know transport van. And my mom and I, you know, and then like of course you know my mom's like this is so cool. We're going to sun again and blah, blah, blah. and pages page, whoever played page is like oh my god how old is everybody and she's like i'm 14 she was 14 years old wow yeah wow that's unusual because they typically don't cast under 18 because then you have to adhere to all the labor laws right. like go to school on set and all that and ha be accompanied by an adult which is why her mom was there. And then Kelly's like, I'm 18. But her, you know, her mom had joined, you know, right. and so nice. Ariel, I'm 18 too. Oh my God. And I'm like, 14, 18. Uh, and I'm like, I have to lie. <laughs> I, I just thought I have to lie. And so they come, they're like, Lindsay, how old are you? Without missing a beat. I'm 21. <laughs> I was like thinking in my head, a little bit older wouldn't be bad, but I cannot say I'm 26. That's great. That's a 12 years. Like, be, and you're playing like the same grade. I know. <laughs> and Magic I, Hollywood. I know. And as I got to know the girls, I, at some point I'm like, do I tell them that I lied on the first day? Yeah. And I was like, like in the van with like we were in the van with somebody like producer i want to say too i didn't want them to know you know like mm. obviously the people who did my deal knew how i old i was but i i felt like the grandpa of the whole thing mm. it's i love funny that your mom didn't rat you out <laughs> yeah it's really nice that your mom didn't rat you out well, your no, mom was going along with it 
She's, I think she was trying to like, yeah, do the, the, you know, math in her mind to help me out, you know, the year <laughs> I was born. So wait, keep talking. I actually have to get my, somebody to bring my power cord. <laughs> Hour on this point. So the whole point though was that it made sense that my mom was there. Right. Because we were all so young. Right? right? <laughs> I definitely said I was young. I can't remember. I did I definitely lied about my age. Your character was supposed to be 18 because they said early on in the episode that she doesn't need a parent's uh, permission because she's already 18. Yes. And I definitely thought that you were 18, 19 uh, at the time. So at no point did I question that you were under 20. Well, I'm 43 now. I don't believe that either. Uh, no, I I'm, I'm not trying to get compliments, but no <laughs> no fillers, like nothing. It's just good genetics. But honestly, I really wish that I didn't. I looked my age, though, because it's like there's that perception of like what a mom looks like. And because that's I'm you know all mom roles now and they and I'm going out for women in their 40s and I just I'm like am I not getting parts because I don't like I even try, I try to get like a mom haircut you see this haircut <laughs> of course forgive me because it's pandemic time so um you know but yeah I you know I I've always looked younger than what I am you know so uh which was great back then but actually IMDb, if you want to hear a short story on getting screwed for your age, I went in for um, this movie that was called Mean Girls mm -hmm. for the role of Janice. And I had... Oh, I would love that. That would be a good fit. Marcy Learoff, who was the casting director... And when I walked and I was like, I love, I love, of course, I love the script. I loved everything about, you know, this movie and, uh, and I'm hot in my career at this point, you know? And when I walked into the, the casting director's office, I saw my IMDb page on her computer and somebody after Boston public, a reporter in my hometown had been so excited to put my age on the IMDb. So I was 26. This is all around the same time. You know, mm -hmm. I probably caught off of, you know, shooting this, you know, Law and Order and all this stuff going on. And yeah, I was, you know, I was a what they consider to be like an industry name. Like people knew me and, you know, had been watching my work. And Marcy goes, so I had this amazing audition. And Marcy goes, it's a quote unquote, that was amazing. I really want to send you to producers. but. Lindsay Lohan is really 17. So what she was saying is you're 26. Like if we were casting older people, mm -hmm. but Lindsay Lohan was really 17. That's literally what she says to me. She's like, Oh, I just don't know what to do. Let me think on it. Let me think on it. And I never heard back mm -hmm. again. And Rachel McAdams, by the way, and I are the same age just to tell you that. So the perception that Marcy knew that I was 26 and here Rachel McAdams ended up, you know, yeah, we were, she was 26 years old when she did. And so was the uh, actor who played their friend, the gay friend. He's, yeah. he's 25, 26 years old too. I was at that time. 
So I would have been everyone if, you know, and I think obviously I'm not saying I would have gotten the role of Janice. You know, I think uh, what's her name did a great job, but Lizzie Kaplan, Lizzie Kaplan, but like to be knocked out of it because of this site of this age thing, you know, mm -hmm. and then people end up, you know, like I said, I just think the whole thing sucks that like age, you know, if you look like you can play it, like who cares, you know? So yeah, I mean, girl, my, uh, imagine the trajectory of my career if I had gotten mean girls, you know? Absolutely. I, um, I think what's wild is that you literally just told us about you playing with a 14 year old and no one questioning it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. In an episode named Mean. So back right. to Mean Girls. Yeah. We talked. Yell and I talked about this on Sunday how there's like some weird parallels. We're like, ooh, which one came first? So that's funny that you mentioned that because that was just something we compared it to like two days ago. Yeah. It was like all around the same time. It had, to, yeah. It had to, because, yeah. So yeah, I, I started my career playing high school and, you know, did a lot of high school because of that baby face. So um, I'm gonna have to take you guys on a journey with me to get my, my to get my, uh, <laughs> my power cord. So because my mom, who's here, who lives with me, and my husband is not answering her phone. <laughs> so sorry. Don't don't. No, we love it. So, We're taking a tour of the house. Yeah, we got a little MTV Cribs going on. Like yeah, this is perfect. I wish it's not <laughs> exciting. That's for sure. <laughs> Remember, I didn't get mean. I didn't get mean girls. So <laughs> you do, you're on SVU, which reruns, as you say, everywhere. Um, yeah. Anne is on Hulu, and I watch random episodes all the time. Same. Yeah, right. so you're making that SVU money. You know what? Yeah. It's been good. Not as good as, like, movies, obviously, like, Get Smart, uh, which uh, has been a huge moneymaker. But yeah, it's it's definitely brought in amazing residuals. Um, you know, they they go down uh, as the showings go on. You know, as the years go on, uh, you, you know they they diminish. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I mean honestly, it's it's definitely it's been one of those things. It's like, like I said, you know, I. A lot of people know it and have, you know, mentioned it and, you know, remember that because not just like the show, the show itself is iconic. I mean, you guys know this, you voted your time to it, but that episode really touched people like the, because it's not just about weight, the, you know, it's just anybody and everybody who has been bullied in their lives, which is you, the more you talk to people, it's pretty much everybody has been bullied in one way or another. Um, but that, like, yeah, like it just really, really affected people. Like the, the whole context of the, you know, I think they did a, a great job, like tapping into that, that subject, you know, of just how unbelievably cruel kids are to each other but especially girls like it's for and you know what and it's the same as it for adult women don't you guys i mean we are our own worst enemy i don't know what it is just women are horrible you know but yeah so i think like it's it's just like 
it's still um sorry the dog <laughs> but it like it's like i said earlier it still resonates today like it's still a uh it's still topical it's, i don't think it feels updated when it, it you know when it airs like maybe some other episodes do i don't know you guys would know better than i do um, yeah, the only outdated thing is like the texting with <laughs> on the flip phone, which is always fun though, because it's like a little time capsule of like what yeah. technology was like back then. But you're right, I think the the themes are really, really timeless. And as someone who's been watching a lot of Real Housewives over quarantine, you're so right that adult women are also very cruel to each other, and that's just unfortunately kind of how it is. <laughs> I was on. Wait, what? What did you just mention? Real Housewives. Real Housewives. Oh, which one do you watch? Um, I've watched all of Beverly Hills in New York, and I'm doing Potomac and Salt Lake City right now. <laughs> well, first I thought you meant, um, what's the one that was on with Desperate Housewives? Desperate Housewives. Desperate Housewives, which I was yeah. on Housewives too, so I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I mean, it's true. It's, um, it's imagine, I mean, this is for another you know, show, but just imagine how powerful women would be if we, you know, stopped, could we cut that stuff out and actually started supporting each other? Like, but it's the best thing for men that, you know, keeps them probably alive and their body parts attached that we don't, you know, bond together as, as much, but, but yeah, but bullying, you know, that's, it's just been, a, it's been a theme like in my career and obviously back then, like between Boston public and, um, you know, the law and order, uh, you know, bullying. And then I, I was on days of our lives. We, you know, said like stole that, you know, Boston public, um, it was like the same sort of thing. I like literally on Boston Public, I was like uh, the blob, and then I was Gigantor on Days of Our Lives. Like it was the same. Like I both I had this like horrible name, like nickname. But you know, it's just like people have brought this up, but it it's honestly like something that I'm very passionate about. You know, this idea that that you know, especially young people are killing themselves. They're still killing themselves um, uh, over being bullied. And just, I mean, I just, I'm just one of those people where I'm like, life is so, this is so, so cliche. I know it, but life is so unbelievably short. It goes by so fast. Like we were saying before, like I've been doing this for 22 years. Like, like it's gone by in a, in a, in a, in a blink, you know, like, where has this time gone? You know? And I'm like, why do, you know, why are we destroyed over a number on the scale? That's just so strange to me, you know, but it's seriously, and it has been for a really long time, still the last acceptable prejudice. It really is. Like I've, I've said that probably for almost 20 years and it's not changed. There's still, you know, it's still completely acceptable to make fun of people for their weight, to have weight. I mean, where you wouldn't do that for, you know, people of color, or, you know, anything like handicaps, you know, disabilities or anything like that. We would, you know, be horrified. I mean, you would be canceled. It would be cancel culture if you did anything like that. But you can still say you are a great, big, disgusting, fat person you know, like your weight, like I've lost 
150 pounds and I'm still called fat. I'm still made fun of for being fat. So, you know, it just, it, it's like still acceptable and it really needs to come a time when it's not acceptable anymore, you know? Um, because I have always said as well that weight is the one thing that we all can be. Like if you hate Jewish people, you and you're not Jewish, you're never going to be Jewish. You hate African American people, you're not, you're never going to be African American. But we can all be fat. We can all be overweight. It's like the one thing. So I think it's just like this, like you know, inherent fear or something that we have. But anyways, like I think back to the show, it was just like you know, really showing like an inside glimpse, I think, to this world of, you know, these mean girls. But like, I think a lot of parents and stuff too, like, don't realize like, this is what their children, these are the activities that their children are engaged in, you know. But one thing that I really liked um, years and years ago, Sarah Jessica Parker said that she did not allow the word fat in her home, which was really interesting because I have always been curious what make first makes a child go, Ooh, you're fat. You know, like, where does that come from? Like that you're like that we're repulsed by fat. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? So, um, but I think the, like, especially like they said in the show, showing that glimpse of the hatred and the nastiness that girl, you know, we have to be having a conversation with our girls, you know, and I don't have any kids and I don't, I don't assume that it's easy at all. I, I, I know that it has to be the most difficult thing, but I would say, you know, are we having enough of talks? If you have a young girl just about, you know, how they behave uh, and how they treat, you know, one another, you know, the grain of who you are, is so much more important, you know, than, you know, the money that you have in the bank, you know, like what you're going to, what are you going to be remembered for, you know, kind of thing. Like even in my survival job now, this is really interesting. Sorry. I know I've been babbling for like 10 minutes straight, but we were going to hire, I work in, you know, the food industry. I'm a restaurant manager and I have to, to be able to survive. You can't, I, I was literally able to survive on acting for like 15 years, long time on residuals and, you know, got a great man. So he would work. And of course, when I wasn't working, I still have that man I'm still with that man 17 years later, but, um, you, you know, you, you're able to survive, but now the way they've redone our contracts, like I did, uh, Netflix, I did the Wee uh, her Wee's big holiday. Mm -hmm. you know? Herman and literally like made like 400 bucks on the first residual. And I've never seen another dime like ever. And you could work, they could work us 10 hours before we go into overtime. And it's just it's terrible. Like the contracts are like, you cannot make money as an actor like you used to, right? Where like the first network rerun, you would make half of what you made for the first one, you know, which you're making top of show, which is what I was working. You're making six, $7,000 an episode, you know, half of that's pretty darn good just to get a re-air. But mm -hmm. Anyways, so uh, we're what was I was babbling about, and now I've gone off on my tangent. But um, 
just the like oh the girl in the restaurant so we went to hire this girl and one of our other team members you know who's like you know probably like 22 was like you know she bullied me in high school she almost ruined my life like i wanted to kill myself because of this girl like we are affected by people like and the girl we had to say to this girl we were hiring like hey you know sorry we have another team member you know she doesn't remember any of it like and I don't know if, how much of it, you know, like I said, like, I believe people who are bullied, <laughs> you know, you don't make that stuff up. Uh, but yeah, it's like the stuff that doesn't resonate with, you know, people, the stuff that we say, it's like how that can land to someone else. You know, we, 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 we all need to think about it. We, it should spark conversations, you know, it should be, uh, it should be a platform to start the discussion of, why are we so awful to each other? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. I mean, we just came out of a four year abusive relationship with a president that was just yeah, horrible and would just say, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like gloves are off. It almost just feels like, you know, there's like what matters anymore, you know, I don't know. So that's a whole again, tangent, but I think it ties for me, you know, to the show of like, why it really affect you know really people remember mean you know absolutely i think uh you're totally right and one of the great things about svu is that they would constantly and still do bring up major issues major talking points um we talked about how this episode the agnes storyline could have led to a much more uh, in-depth conversation again about systemic fat phobia and and bullying and things like that but it took a very odd turn um, where Agnes had nothing to do with the murder. Um, and, and it was about the, the interactions between young women amongst themselves. And I think that is also a very interesting topic. I, again, I think Agnes should be returning in season 22. She's gotten out of jail. She's now been learning about body positivity. She is a front runner in that, in that conversation and has to come and thank Olivia for being there for her. And then they have to help someone else. I got it. I got the whole episode planned out. I, I want it so bad. <laughs> Can we start like a petition or something? Do we know who to write to? We do. Yeah. We do. <laughs> Let's do it. You know, because I've talked about the, the obviously the show with a lot, but you're the first person to say to bring up that fat that fat phobia part of it. Like that's we just again, it's just not something that you know people talk about or think about unless you deal with it. You know, yeah. unless, the, unless I, you know, you've lived with you know just that. Like it's just incredible the way weight. You know, just it's, it's a hatred that burns deep inside people. Perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we talked about how in the episode, the principal says that Agnes is socially delayed and then we meet her and at no point is she delayed in any way, shape or form. And it is very much his personal bias against her, which is so fascinating and should have been addressed more in the episode, but can be when Agnes returns. I love that. Yeah, and that last scene, you know, I was just really happy that that's made it in because that would be what uh, actually was, uh, I don't know how much time we have. We got some time. Well, that's a juicy one, actually. If Come you want on. To 
this one will make you go, okay, she babbled a lot about bullying and uh, body positivity, but okay, she, something interesting came up. So, uh, <laughs> so back to, well, so many amazing stories. Um, you know, back, so we go to this gym scene, like I was telling you. And I'll never forget Mariska, like, you know, walks in, sees the girl, you know, the girl, because usually guest stars, you know, we all take care of each other, you know, kind of thing. Like you're talking to the, you know, you don't talk to the stars. She beelined across the gym and was like, what's the gossip? And <laughs> I mean, amazing. We're like, oh, and like at the time she was dating Matthew Perry and was not yeah, it was not like public but we were like knew it. i was like oh, this is so good. and i was like well if i leak this she'll know where it came from but yeah she was dating did you guys know that she didn't no know? i don't think i did and that's rare because i yell and i know a lot <laughs> i feel like there you go cool i'm glad i Ooh, spicy <laughs> So yeah, she was dating him and was just like a smitten kitten and was just, you know, talking about that. But there was, I did not shoot with, you know, obviously um, the other one I played. Chris Maloney. <laughs> not shoot with the other one. I did not shoot with Chris until the last scene of it's so funny because now that i think about it it's almost like my filming went in order of the episode which usually doesn't happen right. you know you know you're usually shooting like the last thing you know at the beginning of your of your you know whatever day you know seven eight days that you're filming episodic television so it almost did go in order but uh yeah so she was could not have been more kind and i think really like was excited to have these, you know, girls on set, you know, and we were uh, gossiping and all up and coming. I, I mean, Kelly Gart, you know, Kelly has gone on to do amazing stuff. I, you know, same with Ariel. Um, Brooke, who we don't know. Is that her name? Did I just come up with Brooke or was that her stage Maybe. name? Maybe. Maybe Brooke is her Maybe. real name. Maybe. Maybe you got it right. <laughs> she went on to do something, right? And now actually that I said something earlier that I thought she was a local hire. I don't think she was. I think now that I think of it, they flew her out from California too. We were all from now. So maybe it was just that fresh, like sun-kissed California girls that they wanted for the, not for me. I mean, they wanted me. I'm surprised they didn't hire New York actors for the sad sack. And you obviously know two fat names. Like Agnes is such yes. a fat name. Like, Yes. Like the year was 1942. I'm right. a senior in high school. Like what? Like, you know, you have to have the fat names. I mean, look down my IMDB. It's all been fat name, fat name, fat name. Right? Right. Anyway, it's, um, Margie. That's a fat name. Uh, played the Margie. Uh, so anyways, uh, she could not have been nice. But we get to the last day of filming. And that scene, and it's going to be right before the dun dun, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, that's important. Right. Uh, and I, I, I've never said that I'm the most talented person on the planet. And a lot of actors have, ego. you have to, have, I think you have to have egos like a little bit, like just to keep yourself going, you know, like a little self-preservation because the industry will make you hate yourself. <laughs> like will want you to hate yourself. And you have to have a little bit of, 
um, you know, actors, you know, protect themselves with like, well, I'm talented. I have to show this to the world kind of, and I've never thought that, but I also know on the other hand that I'm fearless and I'll do whatever it takes. And I, uh, and I believe in the talent that I have. So that being said, I know when I suck and I have sucked up a lot of things that I've done. I has not been the best. I'm not going to lie, you know, but I do know, like, as I was filming that last bit that I was connected in my heart to this character, to what had happened, to what was about, you know, the idea of what was about to happen. But Chris didn't like it and was making it very clear after my first couple of takes that he didn't like it and was side talking the director and you know if you've worked it's like you you know on set and stuff it's like you know you you know when something's going on you know like like everybody knows you know kind of thing and so he comes over or, the, or first the director comes over after chris has talked in his ear and he was like okay you know just i can't remember. it said something like um you know, like, let's try it again. But, you know, like, you know, something like be more believable. It was something that bad, like that basic or something that. Like, oh, and I'm very helpful thinking, now. Like, I feel pretty believable. Like, you know, like I felt, like I, you know, I definitely was, like, my heart was breaking in that moment. Like, I could feel it because, I mean, just to have that, like, no hope at all, you know, like this cycle of abuse was going to continue. Mm -hmm. even though this girl was dead, you know, like how terrible it would feel that, to, you know, to, you know, I, I just, I felt it. I was there. And so, you know, we did it again and then he came up to my face and decided to direct me. Now this is such a faux pas, right? Like to have the, <laughs> now he's the lead, I guess, of the, whatever the show, but like, for, you know, in front of the director, it's just kind of like, it doesn't happen. Like it hasn't really happened that often for me right. kind of thing. So he comes up and, and I just remember being horrified and nothing makes an actor get worse than going in their head. Right. Like, if he wanted a better performance out of me, this was not the way to get it. Because now it's like, ooh, everyone's, you know, like I just remember just being like, uh, like really horrified and scared that I was messing this up, you know? And like after, especially like, you know, having these wonderful days where like Mariska goes out and tells my mom that I'm pure gold. I'm not saying that I was like, you know, I don't want to need an Oscar. Give me a bigger trailer. But I felt pretty good about what I was doing that, you know, this was a shock. It was mm -hmm. such a shock to have this. And I do have to tell you, I forgot this one part. Oh, shoot, I know we're running long. But my dad had, you know, my parents were divorced and my dad obviously wasn't going to come out. And, but he had never really asked for anything, but like he, you know, he liked the show, you know, it's like, a, it's my dad's lives in Ohio. Like this is pretty big, you know? So I had asked Mariska to sign my script. What a nerd. I usually don't do that. This it's really kind of, you don't do that kind of stuff as a, you know, as a guest star. And I had asked Chris and I had said, you know, um, something like, or my mom 
uh, had had hip surgery a few years before, both of her hips done at the same time, which is excruciating. Mm -hmm. And she'd been in a hospital bed literally for four months and not been able to get out of a hospital bed. And she had watched Oz and that had kind of helped her, you know, recover. And of course, Chris Maloney was on Oz. So I think I was like babbling to him, like my mom, you know, she's been watching you, not just on the show, but, you know, I tried to tell the story because as an actor, that should touch you that people get through hard times in their lives by seeing your work. And so he was like, Oh, so I told her, you know, told him about Ozzy. He goes, Oh, so your mother's seen my body of work. <laughs> so for the you those of you who don't know, he did full nudity and all. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I, this coquettish little 21-year-old at the time, I turned like five <laughs> shades of red. Because I was like, oh my God, is he thinking that I'm talking about my mom liking his penis? <laughs> like i mean like right right i'm like i mean i'm horrified because i don't know him i haven't worked with him i don't have this relationship like i do you know right so he signed it you know and i was like (laughs) i I mean i was so so maybe it was like getting off to that bad start so then now he's like up in my face you know like just uh you know you just you just need to connect you know (laughs) just connect to it, you know, I don't remember. I just remember going, he hates me. He thinks that my mom likes his penis. I'm messing this whole thing up. We're going to cut this and I'm not going to get the scene before. Dun, dun. <laughs> it's over for me. They're going to regret giving me a direct offer. You know, so, you know, cause those are the things that you think about, you know? And then of course, I watched it and I think it's lovely. I think I did a great job. Whatever, fine. So I do too. That's very chaotic. <laughs> yeah, it was really chaotic because he made it very clear that he did not think I was doing well. And I that was really hurtful. So it happens. So the moral of the story <laughs> is um yeah, he's not on the show anymore, so who cares? <laughs> but, but she's lovely and, and amazing. And Mariska deserves all the success in the world. And I love her. And uh, and she really made it awesome. And it's been, uh, yeah, it's been a great thing, a great feather in my, in my career cap. And, uh, yeah, those are my juicy stories from it. And I'm also a full seven years younger than I was supposed to be, so... <laughs> So try to do the math. I think I ran into Kelly years later and was like, Do I tell her? Like, do I admit that I <laughs> lied about my the cat's out of the bag now? So yeah. there's no going back. Well, IMDB. They all they could have at any time gone on their flip phone and <laughs> IMDB. So yeah. So those are my stories. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining us and for telling us your stories from Mean. Um, we loved having you here. If people want to keep up with you on the social medias, where are you on Twitters and Instagrams? Yes, please do. Um, so my very Britishy name, Lindsay Hollister, is too long for Twitter. One, one, one too long. One letter too long. So it's Linz, L-I-N-D-S, and then Hollister, Linz Hollister. And then on Instagram, it's super easy, Lindsay Hollister. So Lindsay with an A. 
so L-I-N-D-S-A-Y and then Hollister, like the store, but um, no, I don't have any connection to it or I wouldn't have that day job that I've brought <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Instagram, and then of course I do have uh, some, you know, blue check mark by my name on Facebook if you want to find me there. But I'm much more active on Instagram and Twitter. So where obviously we have met, and yes, I wasn't on for a while. And like I said, I, I tried, I try to do my best work on Twitter, but I don't know if anyone's listening. <laughs> Twitter is a challenge. You were, I appreciate that. You both they were. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Taylor, everyone can find you where? Yes, you guys can find me on Twitter at alphaba underscore Ann and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. Not related to Bill Gates, just like Lindsay's not related to Hollister, unfortunately. We would be on a yacht right now doing We would. We, we would interview on a yacht. Um, I am Yell Teagle. I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. And we will be back on Sunday at our regular time for a new episode of SVU this week. Um, but make sure you are following us here on Fanversation. And if you're listening to our audio only version, thank you for doing that. That's very <laughs> kind. And I want you to feel appreciated. All right. Bye, everybody.